Welcome to the Littler Workplace Policy Institute podcast. Insider briefings on the latest legislative and regulatory developments affecting employers. Hello, I'm Corinne Jackson, Special Counsel of Workplace Policy and Analytics with Littler Mendelssohn's Workplace Policy Institute, or WPI. And I'm Bruce Sarchet, a Littler shareholder in Sacramento, California, and also a member of the WPI. Bruce, remember when we did a podcast a short while back about the new California salary history ban? Of course. Well, as it turns out, that podcast is already a little out of date. I know, right? And that was less than two months ago. Well, this is a completely uncharted area of employment law, and it is developing rapidly. Yes, I remember from our first podcast on the pay history inquiry ban that there were many unanswered questions in this new California law. That's right. Last year, California enacted a statewide ban on salary history inquiries. That law took effect back in January. And then in July, just six months later, Governor Brown signed a bill into law that addresses some of these twists and turns that we previously noted. This amendment will become operative on January 1st of 2019. Yes, and unlike many legislative actions, this amendment, known as the Fair Pay Act Bill, AB 2282, actually provides some breathing room to employers. So let's set the scene so we can fully appreciate these clarifications. The salary history ban itself, found at Labor Code Section 432.3, included three basic provisions. First, an employer may not, either orally or in writing, seek salary history information about an applicant for employment. Moreover, employers cannot seek this type of information directly or through an agent, like a recruiter. Second, even if an employer has pay history information about a candidate, it cannot rely on that information as a factor for determining whether to offer the job to the individual. Right. So even if an applicant voluntarily discloses this type of information, the employer is not supposed to consider it when making the employment decision. And third, the law precludes an employer from using someone's pay history when deciding what salary to offer that applicant. So, if an applicant provided salary history information voluntarily and without prompting, an employer that received such information could not use it when deciding whether to hire the candidate, but could use it to determine what salary to offer. Yes, and in addition to these primary restrictions, the law required employers to provide a pay scale to an applicant upon reasonable request. Needless to say, while seemingly straightforward, The salary history ban caused some confusion. It sure did. We spent a whole podcast listing some of the questions left open by the statute's text. That's right. And while the recent amendment does not answer all of those open questions, it does offer some important guidance for any employer recruiting and hiring employees based in California. The amendment includes three main points of clarification. First, AB 2282 defines some previously undefined terms. The California Assembly neglected to define the terms applicant and reasonable request and pay scale the first time they took a crack at the pay history inquiry ban. This omission made it difficult to understand an employer's duty. Who gets pay scale information? What does that include? What's a reasonable request in this context? These questions were unanswered. 
The amendment explains that an applicant is an individual who is seeking employment with the employer and is not currently employed with that employer in any capacity or position. So when the statute refers to an applicant, it means a candidate who is not already a current employee. So the law does not apply to employees who are seeking a promotion or a, a lateral transfer at their current place of work. That's a key distinction for employers to note. Absolutely. The amendment also states that a reasonable request is a request made after an applicant has completed an initial interview with the employer. As a result, employers don't have to provide pay scales in response to a sort of random request, somebody just saying, hey, maybe I'd like to apply for work with you, give me your pay scale. Instead, the employer's obligation to provide pay scale information to an applicant does not apply until after that applicant has completed a first interview. Correct. But what does the amendment say about the meaning of pay scale information? The legislature decided to define this term pretty simply. The term pay scale refers to a, quote, salary or hourly wage range, close quote. This clarification alleviated some worry from the employer community, right, Bruce? It sure did. Employers were concerned that anyone, even those not actively seeking employment, could obtain potentially sensitive information about an employer just by making an inquiry. This amendment eliminates that possibility. Now, what else does the amendment do? Does it shed any light on what employers may ask during an interview? Yes, Corinne, it does. As we mentioned earlier, the statute provides that employers could consider salary history information when it is voluntarily provided and without prompting. But that left some ambiguity about how such a conversation would really work in the workplace. As a practical matter, what would it mean to prompt a candidate to disclose salary history information. Where's that line? Exactly. It becomes a very tricky situation, and yet it is a common everyday scenario that could trip up well-intentioned employers in California. With AB 2282, the legislature stepped in to set some boundaries. The amendment states that employers may ask applicants about their salary expectations for the position they are seeking. In short, while employers cannot ask applicants what they earned in the past, they now can ask them what wages they are seeking for the job in question. And in the middle of this podcast, I just want to remind our listeners, these changes become effective January 1st, 2019. So if you're listening to this podcast in August 2018 and you hear us speaking in the present tense, remember January 1st, 2019. Very good point, Bruce. And, of course, it remains to be seen whether this legislation is actually effective at eliminating wage disparities, which is the purpose of the salary history ban to begin with. This forward-facing approach puts the onus on applicants to share their salary expectations, which requires them to assess their own market value and gauge the value of the position. A good point, Corinne. Some applicants might offer a salary expectation at the lower end of a range for whatever reason. Maybe they really need a job, even though the employer might have a higher number in mind. Applicants might unknowingly undercut their own salary potential, depending on the circumstances. And this is where the voluntary disclosure option becomes important. The candidate may want to support his or her request with prior salary information. As long as the employer doesn't prompt it. 
as long as the employer doesn't prompt it, yes. And what about for internal candidates? Are there any other developments on how employers treat their existing employees in the hiring process? Yes, the amendment also clarifies a point concerning internal candidates. AB 2282 specifically authorizes employers to consider the salary histories of current employees when making compensation decisions. Normally, such information could not be considered unless voluntarily offered by an applicant. And that amendment makes perfect sense after all. An employer that is promoting a current employee, for example, clearly knows what that internal candidate earns. It would be silly, if not impossible, for the employer to try and ignore that internal information. That may be so, but the clarification still is welcome news for employers that are already struggling to make sense of these new restrictions. Very true. As we discussed in our prior podcast, there are still a number of open compliance issues for employers to ponder. No doubt. And while employers of California employees adjust to the salary history law and this new amendment, they should not lose sight of the state's general equal pay requirements. Absolutely. The California Labor Code prohibits an employer from paying any of its workers less than it pays employees of a different sex, race, or ethnicity for performing substantially similar work for the same employer. That's right. Notably, this equal pay provision is broader than the federal law and also broader than the laws in many other states. It protects employees on the basis of their race or ethnicity, as well as gender, and also applies to substantially similar work as opposed to equal work. Additionally, if a wage discrepancy arises, employers can avoid liability only if the differential is due to one of the statute's specified exceptions. Yes, employers have the burden of proof here. They can justify a wage discrepancy only if it is based on a seniority system, a merit system, a system that measures earnings by quantity or quality of work, or a bona fide factor other than sex, race, or ethnicity, such as education, training, or experience that is job-related with respect to the position in question. Employers should also bear in mind that prior salary alone, even when it can be considered, cannot justify a wage disparity. In other words, salary history by itself is not one of those allowable exceptions under state law. Prior salary is not a bona fide factor other than sex. So all in all, even though employers may use current employees' salary history in making compensation decisions, going forward, they should still pay close attention to any resulting wage disparities. Well, Bruce, I believe that sums up the changes that take effect next year based on this amendment to the salary history ban. Of course, the California legislature will be in session for the remainder of this month. And as always, we at the WPI will continue to monitor any further legislative developments in this area, as well as any new and perhaps enlightening cases. We will be sure to report back on any noteworthy progress. For now, many thanks to all of our listeners. Indeed. Stay tuned to Littler's Workplace Policy Institute for further updates and more information regarding state and local workplace regulatory and legislative developments. The purpose of this program is to provide helpful information for employers addressing the latest developments in labor and employment relations. 
It is not a substitute for experienced legal counsel and does not provide legal advice or attempt to address the numerous factual issues that arise in any employment-related issue. To discover other labor and employment podcast series from Littler, the largest global employment and labor law practice, visit littler.com slash podcasts.